Aw, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. Well, hello there, all you talented and attractive listeners. Did we mention that you're also smart and funny? Yeah, most of you smell like freshly baked cookies. Most of them. Well, yeah, the rest smell like a sexy cocktail of Axe body spray and PvP sweat. Sure. Anyway, we just wanted to make sure you all felt the lagging balls love this week because we've felt extra special lately because of you. Yeah, our Twitter community is so friendly and so fun. All of you tweeters really know how to make a new podcast feel welcome. We also finished a quest in the quest log of life. <gasps> One of our dinky commercials was featured on the latest episode of the Hallowed Convert to Raid podcast. <gasps> Talk about life achievements. Absolutely. We've been fans of CTR for years and years, and we're completely humbled to have been a small part of an episode. I basically dinged when I found out. Oh, congrats. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and not only that, we were graciously added to Rose Realm Maintenance Stable of Podcasts, which is a fantastic directory of all fun and awesome Blizzard-related podcasts, but you'll learn all about that if you turn into Convert to Raid. So if this wasn't all enough... This week, we also have a fabulous interview you won't want to miss. Bishop Spawn of Divergent Gaming is here to talk uh, some heroes with us, so let's get started. Bishop, um, I'm a fan and a relatively new member of Divergent Gaming, but do me a favor and tell our listeners what Divergent Gaming is. What is it? Divergent Gaming is a gaming organization meant for people to come together to learn how to play or to become um, or work towards becoming professional gamers. I've got resources for teams, I've got resources for new players, and just for people to gather together and get to, to play with one another instead of solo queue. Thank you, yeah. Bishop. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I hear solo queue is awful. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So how long you've been have you been doing this? How long has Divergent been around? Um, we started in January with just... Uh, Four of us. Okay, wow. And the membership's up pretty high, as, as I understand, right? Yeah, we just broke 300 members two days ago. Spectacular. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so what's the overall goal, would you say, with the project? Uh, the overall goal is to become a professional gaming organization. I, I want professional teams in the ESL and also for just my casual members to enjoy themselves and to be part of something bigger. That's a huge point. I think a lot of people forget that it is gaming and the overall point of gaming is to have fun, even if it gets professional. Right, right. We have a... Um, so Bishop, as you know, our um, Seems Legit team recently joined Divergent Gaming and we're happy to be there. Um, but we're, we're so new that we were just starting out and that's why the idea to interview you for, for Lagging Balls came up. But in the meantime, um, we're really excited about this. I mean, we've we've been forming our we formed our own team a couple months ago um, by ourselves. Um, we were trying to do our own analysis. We were trying to do our own reviews of replays, and um, you know, taking a closer look at what some of the competitive gaming meta looks like and uh, how to apply it to our skill sets and things like that. We've had absolutely no access to anything like coaches or analysts or anything like that. And that's that's one of the those two things and. The opportunity for scrims with other teams within the uh, community are the three biggest things that were most appealing to me uh, and for our team. Yeah, I think an outside eye is really important to point out 
uh, not only your your weaknesses but also your strengths i think a lot of us take for granted that we were we're good at something and i think sometimes somebody telling you that you did that very well brings that to your attention and then you you put that mindset in what about you as an individual gamer tell us about your own gaming background uh, i've been gaming for a long time i'm an older gamer um my first system was, I think, a ColecoVision or Ooh. Atari. I had both. Uh, my father, nice. my father was a was a gamer also, and still is. He got me my first. We got a Nintendo when it first came out, and my first big game was The Legend of Zelda. Ooh. Oh, spectacular! Those are deep, awesome roots right yes. there. How far did you guys get in Zelda? Oh, we beat it. Yeah. Oh, spectacular. That's a good father-son thing to do right mm-hmm. there. Well, the best thing about it was my dad beat it first, and then I beat it. But he didn't realize that after I beat it, I'm like, well, I want to play this again. So I started over again and realized that there was a second level. Or you know, like a, After you beat it the first time, you can go back and play it again, and everything was different. And... I always got I get to help uh, hold that over my dad's head for a while. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> gaming dads are so great. They really set a solid foundation for more gaming in the future. <laughs> yeah, well, my family's always had pretty big roots in it. Uh, I apologize. I have an African gray parrot who likes to scream. Really? Oh, that's really cool. What is it? African gray parrot. Oh, very cool. Those are the uh, smartest parrots. Yes, but he's also the most vicious thing you've ever met. Oh my god, how old is he? He is 14. Wow. And he's still got like 60 years left, right? Yeah, he's probably gonna outlive me. <laughs> That's why he's so smug. Yeah, he's vicious. Yeah, I, call him, I call him Satan's pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be on the podcast. What's his too. name? Bosco. Bosco. He's, uh, he's something else. <laughs> Bosco and Bishop. You guys can have your own show. Yeah. If I could keep my fingers in the process, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what would you say to convince somebody to start playing Heroes of the Storm? I would recommend it just for the, the depth of the game. Um, it's constantly evolving. There's... I think it's far superior to games like League of Legends, who only have like one or two maps. Actually, I think League has three, but right now we have what nine? Soon to be ten. Right. Yeah, we're really getting up there. That and each map adds a level of not only difficulty but complexity to the to the game. Um, I also like that the the combinations of heroes and the abilities that work together for the so-called wombo combos is just it's growing and growing and on top of it it's just intricate i just i enjoy every facet of the game that's excellent i, I love that answer i think for on, on my end of things that the the thing that i would add to that excellent answer is that um the other games seem like there's a lot of individual play focus and on this one you absolutely must work as a team period you cannot do it alone yeah, that's and that's another good point, is that when I was playing League, you know, you would get 
one guy who would just snowball out of control and he could either carry you or if he was on the other team he just absolutely destroyed you and this game it it's an asset but it can also be a difficulty because as if you work together as a team things work out perfectly but if you get a team that is completely uh toxic and tries that everybody tries to work by themselves you just utterly fail that's that's uh that's a big trend for blizzard games too for the most part it's like it, you're guaranteed usually depending on who you're playing with to have more fun when you're playing it with a group oh yeah we love bosco's edition yeah. by the way welcome bosco <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna rename this segment an interview with bishop spawn and bosco yeah my ex-wife rescued him and I, so I uh, call him my ex-wife's revenge because he fell in love with me and hated her. Aww. So when we split, I got stuck with him. That's kind of flattering. Although I've heard that it, it feels like you're stuck with like a two-year-old for the rest of your life. Oh, God, yeah. And he has temper tantrums. He'll take his toys and just start slamming them into the cage and screeching. <laughs> we have a cat who acts similarly. You also have... A co-host who sometimes acts similarly, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like, the thing I don't like about it is that it's like, he gets in moods, and when he's in a really bad mood, it's like trying to play with a pair of pruning shears. <laughs> he actually bit me in the tongue one time. Are you serious? Jesus. I had him on my shoulder. And I had a, a yawn really big with my mouth open. He shoved his head in my mouth and bit my tongue. <laughs> what a jerk. I'm sorry, that was really funny. It was. I, like, I can laugh about it now, but boy, did it hurt when you did it. I bet. You physically couldn't laugh about it when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first match of Heroes you played in which you realized that you really, really love this game? Um... It got me right from the start, just from the practice mode, actually. Uh, I didn't realize I was in the alpha, and I didn't know it until I got in. I did the practice mode on the last day of the alpha. Really? <laughs> and the, the next day, it was the, uh, I, it was the beta, so I missed so much gameplay because I didn't realize that I had been accepted. Oh, no. I would have loved to have started sooner, but yeah, it, it is what it is, and I still, I love it. I love the game, and I'm, you know, I'm glad I got into it. Oh, so it's love at first sight. Nice. Pretty much. Uh, so, okay, so for you, what do you think is the best character to play right now? Um, it depends on what you're, what you're going for for best. If you're going for, uh, probably, like, the most, depth, like, the strongest character right now, I would say Zeratul. Um, he's very strong, he's very, but he's, his, the skill required to play him is pretty high, so sure, yeah. in order to play him, you really have to be good. Uh, when it comes to enjoyability, personally, I love Rhaegar. Um, nice the, choice. Yeah, being able to go into wolf form, or as a mount quickly, and then running down somebody to finish them off, is just a lot of fun. Feral lunge for the win. Yeah, I love it. Uh, okay, what's your preferred mount? Is it the Wonder Billy? If not, please explain to our listeners why it isn't the Wonder Billy. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Wonder Billy is awesome, and I'm I'm glad that I did get it. Um, it's not my absolute favorite though. Uh, I like it when I, for oversized characters. I think like Diablo. I think Diablo is hysterical yes. on the Wonder Billy. Absolutely, agreed. Um, favorite mount wise though, I am a huge fan of the Zebra. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's really colorful and intricate, so I think it looks really cool. And very few people have it. That's surprising. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back to that. Actually, we're gonna touch on that shortly. Okay, so that's that's the end of the in- interview section where we kind of wanted to talk to you. Is uh, anything else you wanted to say about Divergent Gaming in particular? Because we'll come back around yeah, after uh, after Heroes Notes. But I'm just I'm really enjoying watching it grow and become the entity that it is. It's uh, it's like I said, we started off with four people, and for the longest time, I didn't really. I kind of kept it small. We just recruited like we had enough for. We had enough for two full teams at one point, and we were all happy to be there. And That's spectacular. We, we would do scrims and have a good time, and those were some of the fun days uh, back from the past. Uh, I'm glad that it's getting as big as it has gotten, though, because I have access to wonderful players and great people, and it's given me the ability, like us doing tournaments. Um, it was something that was just a dream that I, I would never imagine that we would have been able to do, but we actually have a member who has helped, uh, well, other multiple members that have contributed to us being able to financially do tournaments, and that has been huge for exposure for us. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's spectacular. Um, why don't you uh, give the listeners a, a quick overview of how they can get in touch with Division Gaming, how they could get involved, how they could join the community? Yeah. Um, we have a post on BNet forums, uh, but you can also join directly through our website, which is www.divergentgaming.com. Um, if you post there, or if you leave a post, or just try to chat with somebody on the site, if you see somebody or send me a message, I check the site at least once every hour to two hours. Um, that's a great way to get a hold of us. Uh, but like I said, the BNet forums are also, we have a, a ongoing post there. If you post there, somebody else will get a hold of you. Excellent. Okay, great. So if you don't mind, let's let's jump into the Heroes of the Storm news, and uh, you can help us just kind of run th- run down through um, these huge PTR patches. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this patch. First of all, we have the Diablo 3 rewards. So they're doing a nice cross-promo with Diablo 3 uh, and Reaper of Souls. So basically, any any players who log into Heroes during the three weeks following the release of the upcoming patch will permanently receive Diablo, the hero, in Heroes of the Storm. Nice. Yeah, so that's a nice free hero based that's on the... sweet! Yeah, and I love how they keep doing these great cross-promos cross, cross promos through the uh, between the games. Yeah, like, I, uh, I for my birthday this, uh, which was a few weeks ago, I ended up getting, I bought myself the Legacy of the Void. So, so when... Nice. It was it when Arturus, I think, is the new character, right? Right, yeah. When he uh, he comes out, I get him for free because of that. Spectacular in the mountain too, right? Yeah, I get the little looks like a space surfboard. That's awesome. Ooh, well, happy belated. Yeah. And hell yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Otherwise, in, in the cross promo, we've got uh, starting with season four, Diablo three players who reach level seventy with a seasonal character will receive the Ma- Malfail's Phantom in the Heroes of the Storm. So. The sweet ass dark war mount, demon like an mount, 
It's so cool. I will definitely be leveling. I'm actually already planning on leveling Monk for Season 4. Nice. Oh, and then finally for Diablo 3 cross-promo, players who reach player level 12 in Heroes of the Storm receive a new Heroes-themed portrait border and pendant in Diablo 3. Neat. Nice. So I love that they're going both ways on these things. Like, uh, for Hearthstone, you got Wizard the... Wizard goes uh, both ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode title? <laughs> so yeah, Hearthstone, you got the Hearthstone Mountain Heroes, which is the card that you float around on. And then in, in Hearthstone itself, you got the Heroes of the Storm back, which is cool that they had those nice cross-promos for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've got um, a new... Basically a new quest, like a meta quest, which is to kill 50 treasure goblins. So that'll be fun. And again, just a reminder, this is all stuff that are in the PTR notes. These things are not live yet. These are things we're going to get to as soon as they release them. We're expecting them to be released this week. So then otherwise, portraits, there's a lot new, a lot of new uh, portrait rewards that have been added. Um, and it's hero level 10 with different heroes. Um, so for example, and we'll have a link to everything we're talking about in the show notes uh, for the, from the official PTR post. So anything that we glaze over here, we'll, you'll be able to find the, the link in the show notes. Um, but things like the Diablo Villain Collection, which is kind of cool. So Diablo, Leoric, and the Butcher. If you get each of them to level 10, then you get a brand new portrait uh, of some sort for that. So we'll see what the art looks like for that and the various other collections that they put together. There's about six or seven here, which is kind of cool. And among the bigger news includes the new battleground called the Infernal Shrines. Did you get a look at this, Bishop? Uh, I have seen it. I have not, uh, I have not experienced it yet. I am on the public test server i just haven't installed it just haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. yeah gotcha I'm, I'm right there with you I'm, I, i've got to try it out i really need to know how this new battleground and the next item on our list the kerosene monk um i main support for our team so i need to know how this monk is going to work i need to know how this map is going to work <laughs> i can't wait to see it normally i'm the kind of player who does not want anything to do with ptr so like on the wow side i never touch the ptr i don't i don't want to see it ahead of time I want to be surprised. I want to experience it new. But for this, gimme, gimme, gimme. Good lord. Yeah, see, I previously, prior to a couple weeks ago, I main support also. I recently just switched over to tank. Um, nice. I was, it, Heroes does not have enough supports, in my opinion. So I was really looking forward to this monk. I've seen the monk through Twitch streams, and it just looks amazing. So you enjoy being support more than tank, or do you miss it? I miss support. I like uh, tanking. It's fun though, because I like tanking because I can control the flow of the fights and when we engage. And I like being aggressive, so tank does kind of suit me. But I do miss support. Gotcha. Thanks to the nice daily quest system, I like that it keeps you playing different roles that you don't normally. Um, and uh, I would anyway, obviously, because you want you want to mix it up. Um, support is really nice, but sometimes it's just really freaking nice to kill people. Exactly. Even though, like Bishop was saying, Rhaegar happens to be my favorite as well, um, and it's really nice to be able to just feral lunge in and finish someone off, which is pretty awesome. Those big numbers. Love it. Yeah, so Kerazim the Monk um, and the New Battleground have been covered kind of ad nauseum. We'll, we'll leave those uh, We'll leave those be, um, and we'll jump forward to the bundles. Um, so basically they're introducing dynamic bundles and this is something that a lot of people think kind of should have been in to begin with but basically if you want to buy a bundle but you notice that you own half the heroes in the bundle already the bundle price will now be adjusted based on what you already own which is great that's amazing i'm glad that they're finally implementing that yeah that's gonna encourage me to buy a lot more so 
That was probably a smart move. Right. Rip, rip our bank account. Yes. <laughs> rip in peace. <laughs> also, they're removing the Nexus bundle. So this is the giant $40 bundle, including both the Unicorn and the unique Nazebra mount. Um, so that's going to be available for one week following the patch, and then it's going to be gone, gone, gone. Yeah, that was something... I got the starter bundle and the nexus bundle right off the bat because it was 11 characters you couldn't go wrong yeah nice yeah and that nazebra like i said i just i don't see it that often so it's definitely among the uniques mm -hmm. uh and since they're doing the dynamic thing I'm, I'm gonna see what that uh see what that pricing looks like for me it definitely won't be 40 bucks after all the things i own now so i'll have to see what that comes down to i definitely would i like the nazebra Definitely. They're also adding four new bundles for Prisoner Tychus, Jade Dragon, Karazim, uh, and then two things called the Conquest and Domination bundles, which we don't know what they, those are yet, so it's what? exciting to see what they will be. Uh, and then in addition, the uh, Treasure Goblin mount will be added. <laughs> It'll be for a limited time to uh, hop on top of the giant bag that this Treasure Goblin is carrying and ride it like a mount, which is just insane and weird and awesome. Uh, but that'll be a limited time and exclusively available with gold. So how much do you have saved up, Bishop? I have about 30k saved up. Nice. I bet you're probably in a good spot for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely been saving. Okay, so Brightwing has been um, reduced to 7 grand uh, in gold and $8.49 in USD uh, in IRL money. That's so affordable. <laughs> Just in time for some buffs for her, too, and we'll get to those in a second. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... I hope they bring... I hope Brightwing gets some love, because she was one of my favorite supports, and when they nerfed her this last patch, I was devastated. Same here. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, listen, listeners on this show will recall, uh, and may even take issue with me saying that Rhaegar was my favorite just now, because Brightwing definitely used to be mm -hmm. um, before the, the giant nerfed her. Um, but um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, in the meantime, the in-game UI is being updated. We're going to get some ability hotbars with new art, some more visually compact presentation, um, some new art. The buttons are going to be a little bit bigger. All these things, I'm you know, it's hard to visualize ahead of time. I'm, I'm guessing these are going to be really good for gameplay. And as far as the heroes, uh, their nameplates will display um, things like polymorph and stasis, and get Ooh, to that's helpful. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just just for right in the middle of battle, it would be really helpful to be able to see those things happening. Um, they're also changing allied health bars to be uh, blue now, so they will no longer be green. Um, it'll, so it'll be a, a straight up blue versus red, which is great. And they're also more clearly denoting the, the hero health bars, um, especially at the 1,000 and 250 health segment points, which will be great, especially for us, Bishop, with um, the background as, as support for uh, knowing who's getting low and about what, what level they're at. Yeah, that's going to be helpful. I love how Blizzard always upkeeps everything. They just constantly trying to improve everything that they do. That's one of the things that has made Blizzard excel, I think, in, in the gaming community. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but I've been playing WoW since vanilla. <clears throat> and uh, as somebody who's been <laughs> playing for 10 years, I've never got bored. So, I mean, what does that say? Yeah, so they, they listen to their community. Yes, and certainly not that I'm easily entertained and have no life. <laughs> in other news... Uh, they are now uh, they're doing updates to the player reporting. So there's new categories for um, reporting options um, that will include abusive chat, AFK, non-participation, and intentional feeding, which is great because in the, in the past I don't know about you, but the few times I've had to report anybody, which have not been too many, um, there have not necessarily been the correct categories for it. Yeah, and it's needed because 
Yeah, especially with the uh, abusive chat, people getting toxic just ruins the game. It really does, and I think that that'll help um, Blizzard to, to figure out how they want to punish people. I mean, because I mean, before I think you had to you had to mark them as something like cheating or something like that, which is just it's not quite right, you know. It'd be pretty funny if Blizzard would punish you by sending you an email saying how very disappointed they are in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then ranked play has been updated to uh, to now be ranked instead of hero and team leagues. Uh, and basically, Hero League is anything up to four players, and Team League is now five-player full queues. Um, and basically, everybody's going to have to go through some placement ranks of 20 to 25 matches uh, when they when they wipe the system. Uh, everybody's keeping their, their MMR. These placement ranks will be determined by these these matches to help you um, play against people of, of your similar competitive level. That is huge. Um... I've been struggling with Hero League because I keep running into these troll players who AFK or pick bad char uh, characters on purpose, and, um, and on top of that is getting stuck with new players, which I, I understand everybody it was new at one point and needs to be done, but if you're playing ranked, I think you need to be grouped with people of similar experience while you're trying to climb that ladder. Agreed. Definitely agreed. I mean, you're you're trying to make progress here, and, and people who are doing those sorts of things. I mean, that's that's a, again back to the player reporting. Hopefully, that'll help. Because like right now, I like how there's the levers queue. So if you if you you know disconnect from Hero League, then they they go make you do some quick match as uh with in the league with presumably other levers, so you can uh, other jerks. Yeah, take some time in in timeout uh, with some other jerks. <laughs> Uh, but then other changes include a, a versus AI upgrade uh, update. So basically, uh, the difficulty dropdown has been added to the versus AI screen, and basically you can choose among five different AI difficulty settings from be beginner, recruit, adept, veteran, and elite. And that'll be great for people looking to play a little bit more uh, solo, maybe learn a little bit more, uh, try out some new strats as a team, um, try out different talent builds as an individual, um, and just be able to try things out against an AI that's either easy mode or a little bit more difficult or just downright looking to kill you, which is great. I wonder if they're going to do, if they're going to have experience differences for the, the different levels. Oh, as far as how much XP you gain? Yeah, I think that would, that would be a, a unique aspect to it. Like, beginner does, doesn't get as much XP as somebody playing on Elite. That actually makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, so since we know that Ian has a Costas listens to this show a lot, Ian, <laughs> Ian, maybe you can reach out to uh, to your your buddies, uh, maybe Dustin Brower over on the uh, hero side, and let him know that this is what, one of the changes we'd love to see. Well, you can reach out to me. Yes, Fist would love to hear from you, Ian. So go ahead on that one. <laughs> Other talent changes include uh, so some general talent changes. Bolt of the Storm's cooldown has been increased from forty to seventy seconds. That's kind of a big one. That one kind of means that you have less escape uh, less often. Um, it's almost double the time. Um, seems like... Uh, I'm not sure if this was a necessary change or not. I, I don't know that I saw um, a problem with this, um, but they definitely wanted to nerf it for whatever reason. <laughs> Cleanse also took a hit. Uh, it no longer makes the target unstoppable for one second and adds uh, Relentless to the target for two seconds, which means that they get a 50% shorter CC duration if they have a second one after the first. So basically, if somebody gets stunned and you cleanse them, they get out of that stun, and then they have um, two seconds of half the amount of stun if they get a secondary one put on them. Now, see, this actually kind of irritates me because 
when they changed the last patch had such big changes to support and when I was playing support hitting cleanses was kind of difficult for me at first I don't know how it was same. For you. yeah it was the same yeah and I practiced and practiced and like learning to pre-cleanse people was a huge was important it took me a lot of skill to you know kind of anticipate the stun or and now they're removing it they're making it so you you can't pre cleanse you have to wait till they have the status effect to hit them with that cleanse right yeah it's definitely adding a, a skill level so i guess we're gonna have to see how that plays out um otherwise focused attacks uh increased damage will only trigger when hitting heroes i think that's a that's a good change uh gathering power the 5% starting ability has been removed and percentage gained from killing a hero reduced from 2% to 1%. Um, and then instead of losing all stacks on death, players will now lose only half their stacks, uh, their stacks rounding up. So it's kind of a nerf on one side, a buff on the other. We'll see how that one plays out as well. Imposing Presence now reduces um, the attack speed from 50% to 40%. Um, and basically the slow will be removed when attacking a target that has not learned the Imposing Presence talent. This one seems a little more complicated than it than it looks on paper. Uh, we're gonna have to see definitely see how this influences some of the tanks that have been uh, really taking imposing presence as a given, um, especially versus um, the uh, auto attack builds or auto attack heroes. Seasoned marksmen um, stacks are earned by killing enemy heroes. Uh, the stacks that are earned by killing enemy heroes have been increased from two to three, and only minions captured enemy mercenaries and heroes will, will grant stacks upon death. Uh, so just a change up to Seasoned Marksman, uh, making it a little bit more effective, a little bit more um, viable. Some of the specific changes for specific heroes. Uh, Falstead's Mighty Gust uh, has been buffed, its cooldown has been reduced, and its slow has been increased. They're just trying to see if they can buff that up so people will take it as an alt uh, versus his other. You play any Falstead, Bishop? Falstead was my first assassin, actually. Uh, I'm a huge fan of him. I, I've never used Gust very much, though. Nice, yeah, I always just used it as a troll pick, just to mess with people, basically, in quick match. Um, it can be useful, though. I have seen some combos where uh, Mighty Gust with uh, Brightwing's Emerald Wind, I've seen a, a combo with that that worked really well. Oh, very cool, yeah. Especially since you, if you Mighty Gust them into a wall or something, that stuns them too, right? Yep. And I've seen those um, those great plays where Falsight will shoot behind the enemy team and shoot them forward with Mighty Gust. Uh, Jaina's Ring of Frost cooldown has been reduced from 100 to 80 seconds, and the Water Elemental no longer deals damage or chills at spawn location. So, you know, a couple, a couple little buffs there. I think they said that she was in a good place. They wanted to keep her there. Actually, I think this takes away. This is, is uh, not a, a buff, but a, a nerf a bit, because as when I play Jaina, I like using the Water Elemental because you get an initial damage burst when you would use it. And now they're removing that. Plus, it doesn't slow at first. They have to wait till the elemental hits somebody to slow. So it gotcha. It makes it a little less, a little less useful. That makes perfect sense, especially because people use water elemental over ring of frost so much more, right? Yeah, it's like eighty percent. It's picked at least eighty percent more than the other. That makes sense. I see those damn things everywhere, and they <laughs> sure hurt. Yeah, you don't want to be chased down by one. That's for sure. Good God, it's hard to get away from them too. You mages, I tell you. Yeah, you gotta watch out for mages. <laughs> Speaking of mages, Kael'thas. Uh, so, basically, they said they wanted to smooth out his power curve and make it a less massive jump at level 16 uh, and give players more choices. Yes, I think this was definitely needed. Uh, his, if anything, I, need, I think they needed to focus on making him 
more viable prior to 16 than he has been because he like i don't know he can do some damage but that it was just such a huge spike at 16. ignite yeah. was ridiculous yeah the spike was just ridiculous you you had to watch the the team level specifically and it would completely turn games so that was absolutely out of, out of line so it's good. I hope hopefully this will even it out, make them a little stronger early game, just kind of even things out as they intend. Uh, Kerrigan got a slight buff overall. Do you play any Kerrigan, Bishop? Uh, I do not. I'm not that good with her. Nor am I. In fact, I'm downright terrible. But uh, I know that she um, she got a bit of a nerf after the last patch, and a lot of Kerrigan players were kind of upset about that. She's been making her way back into the meta kind of little by little, so it's nice to see this buff, and I'm sure this is going to propel her squarely back into it but basically um she got a slight buff, buff overall uh to give her more options her level one range increased talent uh, was almost always picked so they said they wanted to make that baseline add some new talents and mana alterations and allow uh players to try out some ravage and trait based builds for rainer they said his win rate was uh, uh lower than they intended so uh using inspire could feel clunky as it resets your basic attack period uh changes should help rainer feel more responsive to play while also making him a, a bit more powerful uh, they also shuffled uh, and tuned up some of his least picked talents. I'm excited about this because I actually really like Rainer as a as a ranged assassin. Uh, I think he's underestimated a lot of times. Um, he doesn't have a really good escape, so I think that's one of the big reasons people don't tend to pick him. Um, I think he's also seen as very basic and kind of oversimplistic, um, which is, I think, an underestimation of, of the hero, uh, especially since he does some massive damage if you know how to use him right. Well, now, see, this is interesting, though, because it's completely regional-based uh, meta. Because if you play in the Southeast Asian division of heroes, Raynor is a huge pick. Um, a, a good meta pick for them. They do a triple tank combo with Raynor as their main assassin. Sweet Jesus. Triple tank. Yeah, it's uh, the, the tanks that because his is the longest range, uh, Rainer's is the longest range in the game. So you would have three, it's bruisers more than the, the regular tanks. Sure, yeah. You would have three bruisers up in the front line doing their damage and Rainer standing as far back as possible just picking them off. Makes sense. Is there a lot of hammer used in that same meta? Because that's kind of the same idea. I would think so. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I love that's that's why I can't look. I can't wait to see how um, the road to BlizzCon works out. Um, unless the road to road to BlizzCon, the actual BlizzCon, where the regions come together and we see some of those metas clash. Uh, in other updates, Thrall's basic attacks have received some improvements in responsiveness, especially when stutter stepping. And his first basic attack after Wind Fury ends will no longer have an abnormally long weapon period. Uh, for Abathur, they tuned up some of his weaker talent picks to try and make him more valuable, uh, viable. Um, and like Hive, uh, they really liked Hive Mind at level 20, uh, but thought it could feel clunky to use when allies move out of range. So you have to decide whether to cancel and recast it or stay focused on only a single target. So uh, with these changes, they're hoping Hive Mind will have a much more fluid play and be more consistent in its effectiveness. Uh, I always love to see buffs um, or any any adjustments to Abathur to make him more and more viable. I, he was he was actually the first hero that I saved up 20 grand to buy. Or ten, I'm sorry, ten grand to buy, just because I thought his playstyle was so incredibly unique. I loved the idea of not being out in the field and being behind the scenes, kind of uh, pulling the strings and um, manipulating things. Just love that. I don't even own Amethyst, though. Yeah, fair enough. 
It's, he's very different. Um, just a completely different playstyle than everything else out there, which is one of the reasons I like him so much. Um, as far as Asmodan goes, now here's somebody I don't play. Do you play any Asmodan? No, I do not, actually. Yeah, so he... Um, they basically said that there's clearly one competitive build at the high levels of play where he stacks the Globes of Annihilation, and I know we've all seen that, at least. Um, and they think that's a ton of fun, so they don't want to Im negatively impact that, but they want to give him some other build options. So they added some... They removed some of the support nature, took things out like Healing Ward and uh, Storm Shield, um, and made the demons more legitimate to use. They basically said it makes more sense for him to be a greedy character, not someone who can become a hybrid support in the right situation. Which is great, that kind of fits his character more. Um, Nazebo fans will be happy to hear that there's buffs to spiders and better options to even out his ultimate choices. Uh, he's making a comeback in a big way as well. They also mentioned that Sergeant Hammer is one of the lowest win rate characters. So they increased her health, uh, increased her damage, um, and played with her siege mode a little bit. So it can be used more frequently, uh, and with less emphasis on securing the perfect location. Um, and I think those are all great changes to try and just make her a little bit more viable. Uh, you just really don't see a whole lot of, of Sergeant Hammer. Um, for people who are good at characters like that, it's kind of a good thing because you get to have this niche character that nobody else is going to pick. You're not going to lose out in, in Hero League uh, drafts because you know they won't, that she won't be picked. And you also know that if you're um, effective with her, that a lot of times you can come in and be effective because people have less experience playing against. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some more Sergeant Hammer play. And right back to our, our old favorite Brightwing, their he the uh, healing output went down more than intended with their last nerf. So basically they gave her back about 15 to 20% of her healing output. And hopefully, and basically that, that change is coming through Soothing Mist, uh, where the, the healing has been increased from 25 to 30, and from 7.5 per level to 9 per level. So um, it's a 15 to 20% buff to the overall healing and hopefully you know they're hoping that'll kind of even her out a little bit yeah i'm super excited to see uh brightwing get back into the meta like i had said earlier in the show i was just utterly devastated when she was taken out she was one of my top three most played heroes and now she's i think i've played her once since they did it yeah definitely uh, and then for Malfurion, um, they did an initial heal bonus increase on his rampant growth uh, at level 4 from 20% to 50%. Basically trying to make that just a little more viable because it just it came to everybody's attention that it was kind of a useless pick. Uh, so they tried to make that happen a little bit. Um, well, Rhaegar... Oh, sorry, it's still... Uh, you're still getting 50% of what's practically nothing. So I, I still don't see it being that viable in talent. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they said it. They just don't want to. They don't want him to have any burst healing at all, really. So I guess that's they can't they can't buff it too much. We'll see, right? We'll see if it's worth anything at all. Yeah. Uh, for Rhaegar, they reduced the cooldown of Bloodlust because they're just hoping to God that somebody will take Bloodlust. Uh, I've only ever really used it or seen it in double support comps, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, for Tassadar, uh, they increased his Oracle cooldown and decreased the mana costs of Plasma Shield and Psystorm. So that's, those are some nice buffs for Tassadar. We'll see if that helps. Uh, for Chen, they've tried to fix his flying kick, so we'll see We'll see how that goes. I, I, I still contend that Chen's flying kick is broken until it functions the same way that Illidan's, uh, Illidan's ability works as well. I forget which one. The one that, that makes him flip onto the other side and body block the enemy. Yeah. I would really like to see that. I see that. I, I feel like that would be a big change that would actually result in some viability from Chen. As of now, he's still just kind of useless, unfortunately. 
which stinks because I love Jen. He is the hardest, probably one of the hardest tanks in the game to kill, though. It's true. Yeah, if you if you can let it, uh, if you can get him to drink his brew uh, and not and not have that interrupted. I had one game uh, where I was playing against a stun comp, and they just systematically stunned me out of every drink, and I, I don't think I got a full drink off the entire match, and we just got completely rolled. But otherwise, if you let him get those drinks off, he's kind of unstoppable late game. Yeah. Leoric got a roughly 50% nerf across the board. Huge nerf to Leoric, so, I mean, I guess we're going to have to see just how bad. It almost seems like it's too much, and we're just going to have to see how badly that goes. I think he was... Definitely OP right off the bat, though. He definitely needed some adjustment. I agree. Yeah, he just... Uh, but just like everybody else, I feel like it, it was easy to adjust to his playstyle and just learn what to avoid to kind of stay out of that stuff. But definitely, the, the damage was way too high. Uh, for Sonya, they're increasing her health uh, to try and make her a little bit more tanky. Not a tank, but make her a little more tanky, which is a big distinction. Uh, gave her an overall tune-up... Um, and so basically, she's getting a little bit less healing from minions and more from heroes when she does her whirlwind. Awesome. So yeah, and she's Sonya. really starting to kick ass with her. She took out a Sylvanas the other night uh, at the end of a match who was trying to escape, and you, she did her all for you. I forget the the one where you jump in. The jump instead. Leap. Just destroyed that Sylvanas. It was beautiful. It felt weird going against the Banshee Queen, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Tyrael, um, some changes to try and make Sanctification more viable. Uh, I think we all saw this coming, um, but they needed to increase its effectiveness and fix a few bugs. Uh, and basically, they said it can be extremely powerful at countering wombo combos or hard engage teams, uh, so it might be an enticing choice over judgment in certain situations. It's still obviously going to be a distant second, but at least it, this might increase the picks. And I think overall, they're looking for people that just have more choice in general, and they always see more choice as a better option. So. That's about it for our Heroes News for the week. It was a giant group of patch notes. Thanks for hanging in there, Bishop. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's been fun. Is there anything else that you are working on or a part of or any shout-outs you'd like to to give? Anything that you'd like to plug uh, or just mention before we go? Yeah, use us. <laughs> I can't even touch that one. That was just too good. <laughs> now, um, we are getting ready in two weeks to host our first open tournament. It's going to be cast, uh, shoutcasted, and we're going to invite, I think, up open to nine teams to come compete. Uh, we're giving out two hundred and fifty dollar uh, dollars in prizes. Wow! And nice. I'm hoping this gets us a, a good chunk of, of FaceTime and publicity in, in the main uh, the main community. No kidding. Absolutely. Keep us updated and we'll make sure to plug it on the show. We'll play oh, it so to... hard. Once again, that's too easy to, to get. <laughs> that's what I bring to the show. <laughs> I love it. Um, other than that, just, you know, look for us. Uh, I think we're one of the fa faster up-and-coming communities, and I look forward to getting to play with all of you guys. Once again, guys, that was that was Bishop Spawn of Divergent Gaming. Check out www.divergentgaming.com to be a part of the community or to take a look around. Uh, as I understand, there will be a new website coming soon. Uh, there's obviously the new tournaments. We have a, a lot in the works here, so keep up the great work. Bishop, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. LB Newsline. News you can use unless you refuse. 
The news part of the news. Do the news. <laughs> Do the news. This week. <laughs> this week in World of Warcraft news, time walking weekend. Okay, so we were doing the time walking weekends. Yeah. And I've done it twice. Yep. And I had so much fun as usual. It was the BC Dungeonese. Right. BC Dungeony. Architraz, Black Morass, Manitums, Shattered Halls, and Slave Pens. That's right. So much fun. Yeah. I hardly remember any of those. Yeah. Hardly. Right. So, and it, it seemed like they chose ones that uh, don't necessarily have like a mount or uh, they might have some cool transmog, but uh, I just honestly never went back to any of those. Yeah. Ever, for any reason, I guess. They're a good time, though. It was a good time. I'm really glad. That's and, a... like, we, we wiped a few times. Like, there was yeah. there were some interesting hallways, side I'm sure notes, none a few of you packs wiped, of trash. No, you guys are far you more You guys skilled. are really great. Yeah, so, uh, Guildmate Master Monk tanked for us for the first set. Thanks, Thank Master. Much, much appreciated, brother. I tanked for the second set. That's right. On your warrior named... Battle Cry. Battle Cry! <laughs> Uh, this past week, Blizzard has, has also... Wow. Um, we're so professional here. Yeah, we're a little loopy Stop at this point. Stop being such a stickler. Okay. Uh, this past week, Blizzard gave us a sneak peek at the mounts and pets that they are planning to... Something funny? Yes. That's so funny. Sorry, go on. New mounts and pets. New mounts and pets that we'll soon be able to purchase. That's right. Things like the Fellstalker, both mount and pet versions, which is the pretty pet sweet. Is... And the mount is the same models as the uh, fell stalkers in. Um, I don't know if they're called fell stalkers, but okay, yeah, the yeah. same models in um, Hellfire Citadel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. so th they're really cool looking. They really are. Um, there's the Mana Saver pet, which I think is like the baby version of the new uh, cat mount. It's really the cute. purple one. The Archon pet, which actually looks almost like it's something out of Starcraft. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but and then the one I'm most excited about is the moose mount that moose is bitching <sighs> that moose i have a special place in my heart for meese being a canadian of course um so i feel like once i get this mount and i will get it the day it comes out no matter how much real life money it costs i will do whatever it takes to get that mount rip our bank account rip in pieces but she is um red white and moose red white and moose Gonna ride that moose. <laughs> I want that moose. Gonna get that moose. The moose is mine. Moose, 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 moose. Copyright America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna ride that thing all of the time. So yeah. And you're excited for? I am effing stoked about the Merkadin pet. Merkadin? It's freaking Murky dressed up like Illidan. That's adorable. And he looks adorable and badass at the same time. It's freaking awesome. I wonder what special little movements and things he might do. I don't know. I hope he just like cries out and like howls and like does these do little like... Do you think like... he's going to be like, you're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ever spoken before, so that would definitely be oh. a first. But I hope he gets all emo and like stalks around and like yeah. poses. and. <laughs> that would be adorable. But yeah, full link to all of the great models and art in our show notes. Yeah, check it out. As for the... Next patch? The next patch. Next patch coming out. always after flying. Yes. Um, so nothing particularly new here except that we know that it's coming for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and Very soon. And just a quick update um, for those of you who are working on the achievement. Remember, you need 100 treasures. 100 treasures. You need Lore Master of Draenor, so that's all the questing in the five zones. Um, you need the Securing Draenor achievement, and that's the stuff that you get from your Tanan Jungle dailies. 
uh, from the, the tables. Um, there's six of them, so just make sure you've gotten them all. Um, you need Revered Rep. Uh, revered Rep. With um, Sabrethagrid. With the Sabrethagrid. The Order of the Awakened. And either Hand of the Prophet or Vulgen's Headhunters. Yeah, depending, depending on, on what faction. Yeah, that's right. And then finally, just the Explorer Achievements. So. Yeah, so if you already have this done, which I assume that you do, grats. Grats. You're on your way to Flying in the Sky. Yeah, and freaking flying. If you'd like to give us a ride, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for some motherfucking shoutouts. Shoutouts, yay, yay. We have a lot of shoutouts this week. Hell yes. Well, not a lot, but, um, what am I trying to say? Not a lot of shout-outs, but a lot of very Quality, needed, not quality, quantity. That's exactly. It's not about the length. It's about... The girth? The girth of shout-outs. <laughs> we have well, girthy shout-outs this week for very you guys. Very girthy. Uh, first one to Convert to Raid. Again, thank you infinitely. Thank we you are so much. huge fans. <laughs> when we found out that our commercial got on to the episode... Right. I just peed my pants and ran around the house slipping in pee. Yeah, it was so, a it was a it was a giant joyous mess. It was. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out also to Row of Realm Maintenance, who Thank was you. on that episode right. of CTR. Thank you for scooping us up. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, it because, is kind of cool because he was on that show, and then we kind of were on the show, right. and we are also a podcast, and right. he grabs podcasts, and right. so he went and grabbed us on Twitter and put us. On his directory. Yeah, I feel like we've taken like an unofficial step into the ranks of other podcasters, Blizzard podcasters. Yeah, we're like the noobs of podcasters, and here we are with amazing companies. So, thank you, CTR. Thank you, Rose, so much for just accepting us so readily. Like we, yeah, we don't take these things lightly. We are huge fanboys of. We're probably taking more seriously than you guys actually intended, but. <laughs> way more seriously. We really, it means a lot to us, so. It does. So thank you so much. And, uh, oh, Gizmozord of the Lords of the Storm podcast. Um, okay. Thank you for providing. <laughs> Get yourself together here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about it. Thank you for providing a spicy hot Hazakosta sandwich photo for me. <laughs> To project my fantasies on. Ah, Jesus. Listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, see the show notes and hold on to your pants because... Yeah, we've got a link in here. Gizmozord um, on Twitter showed me a rather titillating photo of he and a friend sandwiching... I, I believe it was one of the other Zord Lords from Lords of the Storm. Um, not titillating in the least, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a, fig- it's just it the three of them so posing titillating. together. It's titillating to fist, uh, but don't think you're, there's no there's no NSFW involved. No, it's it's not not safe for work. <laughs> it wouldn't be safe for me to look at it at work, but for you it's fine. So if you'd like to see, I've um, on our website and in the show notes we've got uh, the original photo, which is very nice indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uh, updated version. Her slightly updated version. Sli- slightly, yeah. slightly updated version of it. Definitely so check that out. That's check fun. that out. It's hot. And now, a lagging ball special announcement. And finally, a shout out to our new friend, Adam, a.k.a. Mystical OS, a.k.a. the dude who makes deadly, deadly fucking, fucking boss, boss mods. mods. Everyone, go follow him on Twitter, at Mystical OS. Give him tons of PayPal money on the DBM forums at elitistjerks.com. For all the work he puts in daily in order to keep our asses out of the fire. Honestly, guys, 
Stay tuned for episode 14. Featuring That's our, the next episode that's right. after this one. This will be featuring our interview with Mystical, all of DBM's bitchin' new features, and the story behind the game's greatest add-on that we all take for granted. Yeah. Next week is going to be a very special interview-focused episode, and you're, you're probably using DBM right now, so you'll want to tune in and get to know... The, the one dude behind the thing that you rely on to be a good WoW player. Right, you guys. It's one guy. And um, just a few very specific helpers on a few very specific things. Otherwise, it's one dude. Yep. And for all of your complaining for updating the damn thing, go update it. Because this guy puts in so much work and to make sure that we all really, have updated info. Really nice. Yeah, it turns out the guy rocks. He rocks so hard. So, that's next week. Do not miss it. It's gonna be awesome. Listener feedback time. Because the more you write, the less we have to. Thanks! And uh, we had a note from Miro this week. He, uh, we can't really read the whole thing due to how long we're running already, but basically um, he had some feedback on the announcement about Legion. Nothing really blew him away, so he's not super pumped for the expansion, unfortunately. Uh, he said he'd definitely be getting new expansion either way. Um, so he's going to hold off on more serious criticisms, but basically he said the PvP, um, the separate talent trees gives him hope for the PvP community, which seems to have been kind of badly neglected this past expansion, which was kind of, kind of the main feedback from most people on the PvP end of things. Mm -hmm. Um, he thinks that Demon Hunter looks cool, but it's a class that he won't play just because he, uh, because there's no healing spec for it, uh, which makes perfect sense. Uh, he says artifact weapons could be a potentially very in interesting aspect of the expansion and probably the thing he's most looking forward to. Class halls, he thinks, are a step in the right direction away from garrisons, because uh, basically he hates the idea of the uh, individual player housing and doesn't understand the desire for it. Otherwise, he thinks the lore surrounding the dungeons and raids um, is really interesting and has a lot of uh, potential, so he's really hopeful for that. So, um, thanks for the feedback, Miro. Yeah, thank uh, you. Appreciate hearing it. Wish you were feeling a little bit better about it, maybe a little bit more positive. We're stoked about it. It's everything. okay to be a bit of a Debbie Downer, bro, but <laughs> 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 we do appreciate the feedback, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, gang, we need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shout-outs and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. And now, an official announcement from your friends at Lagging Balls. Greetings, listeners. We just want you to know that we think you look great. And that needs to stop. There are so many completely hideous transmog combinations in Azeroth, and we want to see them in all their horrible, tacky glory. So, we are initiating Terrible Transmog Tuesday. Conserve all the effort you're putting into cohesive and aesthetically pleasing transmog sets, and instead cover yourself in the worst mog World of Warcraft has to offer. Get your buddies and your guild in on it. Make Tuesday Night Raid Terrible Transmog Tuesday Raid Night. Screenshot your abominations and post them to Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag Terrible Transmog Tuesday. All one word. Tag Lagging Balls on Twitter and Instagram for a chance to be retweeted and mentioned on this podcast. Good luck, listeners. Go forth and make eyes bleed.
So you're all ready for Legion, eh? You wanna be a demon hunter, is that right? Well, I've got news for you, pal. The beta ain't even out yet. So instead of wasting all your time holed up in your depressing garrison by yourself like usual, why not visit the Gallywick's Pleasure Palace and drink yourself into the next expansion? Travel to exotic Western Ajara and stay in a three-star resort overlooking the private golf course. Take a dip in the pool and take a load off in our state-of-the-art sauna hut. So bring your gold and come on down to the Gallywick's Pleasure Palace. You don't have to display home or anything at all. And now, prepare to dive into the mind of your typical mage with Mage Confessions. Partying somewhere and immediately forgetting why? Hashtag mage problems. You may not be that kind of orc, but I am definitely that kind of blood elf. Um, can anyone hear me or am I just not funny? Hashtag voice chat problems. Hashtag crickets. The transmog I get from time walking is so 10 years ago. I don't need flying in Draenor. Everyone wants to give me a ride. Follow Mage Confessions on Twitter at Mage Confessions. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! We're stupid. We're stupid. I said we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>